if you ever in a position where um, you are working with somebody who is a great leader, who's a great role, um, and a female, I think it's our responsibility to scream their story on top of our lungs um, so that our daughters, their friends, everybody knows that this is a possibility for us. Welcome back to Women at Work, a podcast featuring influential women in the residential construction industry brought to you by Pro Remodeler and Pro Builder magazines. I'm Lane Deacons, your co-host and the associate editor of Pro Builder, and today I'm joined by Anya Chrysanthan. Anya is the chief brand officer at Anugo. She brings her combined experience as a new home salesperson, marketing strategist, and technologist to improve the way home builders sell new construction. Anya is an award-winning podcaster and speaker, and she's one of the most recognized faces in the home building industry. So to begin, we're going to go way back. You came to the United States from Russia when you were 13 years old and had to quickly adapt as a language learner and an early high schooler, which already comes with its fair share of challenges, as we all know. But your 40 under 40 profile mentions this notion of being uncomfortable being comfortable. Can you talk about that fast track of growth so early in your life and how you think it's benefited your career? Yes. So when I came to this country, I did not speak English. I mean, I had like few words, basic English. So it was very intimidating for sure. But when you're in a situation where you have no choice but to move on with your life, um, you know, it forces you to step outside of your comfort zone. But for me, it didn't come naturally. So what I mean by being uncomfortable being comfortable. There was not a day when I was comfortable because I remember clearly sitting in a biology class and learning about molecules. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't even carry a basic conversation with my neighbor sitting next to me. And here I am learning about molecules. Um, But, you know, as time went on, I could understand more and more and it got easier and easier. And I remember one time again in that same biology class, I was sitting there and it occurred to me that I could understand every single word that was being said. And I, in that moment, I felt really sad and I couldn't understand why I felt so sad because this was the moment that I've been dreaming about, right? The whole year leading up to that moment, I was, you know, half the time crying myself to, to sleep because I missed my friends so much from home. I was lonely. I felt, again, like a stranger in, in somebody else's country, in somebody else's shoes. Uh, and suddenly I could understand everything. And I was like, hmm. And so I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what it was. And of course, later on, I realized that it was because I was conditioned over that year to completely embrace this new culture, new language, new friends, new everything. Um, And then suddenly I felt like, okay, I got it. I got it. And that made me sad. (laughs) I I couldn't even explain it um, at the moment, but now I see it very clearly. Now, the same thing happens to me sometimes when I plateau. And I think most of us have experienced that in our careers where, you know, you maybe you're starting a new job and you're scared going into it. And you're like, oh my gosh, am I actually qualified to do this? Can I do this? And then you start the job and you learn and you learn and you learn. 
and then maybe you're in a job for a while and then suddenly we we become bored or we become like we, we feel like we're not growing anymore these are the moments when i feel like okay i've reached the pinnacle of my career i've reached the the top of where i am like what else is there to learn until you actually do discover something else of course there's something more to discover always um so i hate being in those moments but i also think it's important to rec to recognize those moments and understand that it's completely normal and when you are in certain position whether it's in the same organization in the same job for a while you're probably going to reach that moment especially if you're in sales i think that's specific for sales people out there when you're in that day in day out doing the same thing it can get very repetitive and you can feel like you're on this wheel and you're not really doing anything different you're not really reaching for something different um so so i think recognizing that first and then figuring out okay what can i do to feed my mind to feed my brain to learn so that i can approach it from a different level or move on to the to the next thing to learn um that's where uh, the key is and can you also talk about your journey to becoming the chief brand officer at anugo and about the online sales process that anugo offers sure so i think I can definitely say that the way I got here is because I was not afraid to take chances. Um you know, I was a salesperson. I was working for a home builder. I started in home building industry back in 2013 and I got my start with the big national um home builder. And uh, very quickly I accelerated at sales. It was very successful. and again i had the same mentality of learning i would i would buy books and programs outside of what my company would provide me with and i would constantly learn and see how i can improve my craft and over time i became interested more in marketing side of things and this was still early days of social media where people were not really doing a whole lot uh of social media marketing and so i fell in love with that and i would listen to podcasts and again i was hungry for that knowledge and the podcast was a great way to get that information for free also a thing occurred to me as i was listening to these podcasts was hey there's got to be a specific podcast for new home sales professionals and i couldn't find anything at the time it was back in the day where podcasts were still pretty new and so that's why i said okay well let me start my own podcast and that's where new construction marketing podcast began i transitioned into a marketing role with a smaller builder and then from there on i eventually made a leap into uh, going on my own and starting my own marketing agency helping uh, home builders um with their marketing whether they had a team in house or not and so i outsourced marketing essentially for them i met john lee who is the ceo of anugo a few years back at one of the conferences you know that's one thing about me is i constantly constantly traveling to go to conferences and um i absolutely love it because i get to learn about the industry and really keep a close pulse on what's going on in the industry by talking to all the leaders now that I'm not in sales firsthand and um seeing what other companies are doing there and really uh learning from other individuals. So John and I met at one of those conferences and I was always um 
my mind was always blown when I talked to John. Every time he presented or we had a conversation, I was always thinking like, oh my gosh, this person, his company, they're always five steps ahead of what everyone else is doing in industry. And he was talking about things that were so out there to me at the time, but then he would go and actually implement those things. So, you know, I remember a few years ago, we were talking about launching that marketplace for consumers where they could go online, find homes online, um, visualize homes online and eventually buy homes online. And now it's coming to fruition. So, uh, you know, after I had an experience of running my own marketing company for a while, uh, we had a conversation with John and we always thought about potentially partnering together. And so the, the, I guess it's all about the right timing <laughs> as it comes down to. Um, so I joined Anugo about a year ago as their chief brand officer. And um, I think it was a perfect match in the sense that I really had that name recognition in home building industry that I was able to establish myself as a brand. And John had the great technology with Anugo and what he's been able to do, but not necessarily the name brand recognition. So we thought by combining those two together, it would be a, a perfect partnership. And so um, it's been a year and I think now most people probably have heard of Anugo or I hope so. Um, to answer your question, I guess, as far as the, the, the selling homes online goes, you know, that's the ultimate dream, right? Like we're in home building. Um, how can we make it easier for a consumer to, to buy a house? And it all comes down at the end of the day to their ability to visualize the final product. We know that it's challenging for them to find a product in the first place. You know, it's not like a, an existing home in the MLS. You have to sort through so many different options, website by website, in order to find that new home um, on the right lot. And then you have to find the right plan. And then you have to find the right selections that, that go into it. So John figured out a way of using artificial intelligence to match and notify, just like we use Uber app to be matched with the driver who needs to take us to the airport. We're doing the same thing for home building industry where we're matching the sellers to the buyers and with all the right options, the AI is essentially helping um, make that um, matchmaking that would be completely impossible for for uh, for a human to do. Um, so we're working on some really exciting technology um, of um, making it really easy for consumers to say yes to new construction because we know new construction is the best out there, right? So more people should be buying new construction. And uh, the trick is to to make it so easy that it's a it's a no brainer. You mentioned creating the new construction marketing podcast in 2018. So why was it important to you as a woman in the industry to create that platform? And why do you think that this form of media is so important for educating peers and industry leaders? At the time, I was still working for a builder. And as I mentioned, I, you know, I would spend a lot of time driving from model home to model home. You know, you have an hour sometimes between. And um, so I fell in love with podcasts and was listening to the podcasts and um, as I mentioned earlier, I couldn't find anything specific to new construction at the time. Everything was uh, real estate general. And then also what kind of 
pissed me off was that it was all guys, you know, and if you look at real estate industry, it's female dominated. So I was like, why are all these guys talk, talking on here? Why are more females not out there? So that's where my idea came in initially is, okay, well, we need to create something that is new construction specific and we need a woman's voice because again, sales and new construction is dominated by females. So uh, I, you know, I kind of um, was a little slow to get it um, out there from from the first moment that I thought about it. I think I first started blogging um, and then eventually turned into a podcast. And I think podcasting is such a great medium because it's so intimate. You know, you have pretty much an uninterrupted half an hour with your listener, you're in their ear and you're delivering this message to them. There's very, very few platforms out there that allow you to get that type of time with your listeners. I mean, you know, if you look at um, anything on video, like short attention spans are so short, right? Like maybe people are watching something, but they're watching it's probably like a couple of minutes video. It's very rare that somebody would listen, would watch a half an hour of video every single day from from someone. We just don't have that type of time, but we do have the time when I plug you into my iPod and you know, and I walk around, I run, shower, whatever it is. I'm constantly listening to podcasts, and so you do um, create that friendship almost uh, with your listener because they become emotionally invested in you because they are spending so much time with you and they feel like they really get to know you. I mean, to this day, I have people come up to me at conferences and say, I feel like I know you. It's so nice to meet you. And they really feel like they're they're your friend. Um, and it's it's kind of a bizarre experience because you've never met this person before, but they really feel so close to you. Um, so I, I really think it's a great medium and, um, I would recommend for anybody, you know, whether you're a home builder, um, it's a great way to build relationship, intimate relationship with your listeners. And you also served as the 2021 chair of the Pennsylvania Builders Association for the professional women in building. How does PWB promote inclusion in the workforce and what were you able to accomplish in that role? I got involved with NHB firsthand on a national level first. And again, it was because of my podcast, because I would show up to all these conferences, I started showing up to spring leadership meetings, obviously going to IBS um, and seeing these meetings take place. And I started sitting in on them, including PWB, um, including the Sales and Marketing Council, uh, including the YP. So, and I was fascinated by just observing to see what was happening during those meetings, what was going on. And PWB to me felt very much like a sisterhood. So I felt immediately connected to those women. And so I got involved on a national level first and I served as, um, as a trustee uh, for a couple of years on a national level. And then, of course, the more you do on the national level, the, the more the more your locals notice you. And so um, I started getting involved on, on my local level as well, started coming to the meetings, and eventually they tapped me in for 
um, for nomination for my state, uh, which is state of Pennsylvania, um, PWB here. And so I served um, two years as the president. So to answer your question, how they help grow, um, again, I think at the end of the day, to me, it it felt very personal because I felt that there was this lack of female voice representation in our industry. Um, you know, if you look at new construction industry as a whole, we've made such a big stride over the last few years, growing the percentage of women in construction, but it still is very very minimal compared to overall. And most of the jobs are, of course, in um, sales and marketing and administrative functions, uh, which is not surprising at all. Um, so I think the more that we can bring awareness, the more that we can tell of, hey, there's this opportunity that exists. Because when I started working in new construction, I didn't really think about it as a career path, honestly. I never considered it. Um, I didn't really know anybody who worked in new construction. Um, as a little girl, I certainly never dreamt of becoming a home builder. So a lot of home builders, females now that we see, it is because of, you know, maybe their dad was in the construction industry or their uncle or somebody they knew. So I think the more we can bring that message, the more we can we can um, showcase these women and their success in the industry, the more we can show them off as a role model, the more opportunity we have for the future for more females to say yes to construction industry. And as we know, there is a huge shortage of, uh, of um, labor, in new construction industry. And so this is a, a, a perfect opportunity for us to recruit future female leaders into organization. And I think people like Molly Elkman um, with, with her book, she's doing a fantastic job. And so I always joke that, you know, was it, was it a coincidence that over the last two, <laughs> two years that the um, percentage of females in new construction industry skyrocketed, or was it because Molly wrote her book and got the message out there? But what she's doing, exactly what I uh, think each one of us should strive to do. So if you ever in a position where um, you are working with somebody who is a great leader, who's a great role, um, and a female, I think it's our responsibility to scream their story on top of our lungs um, so that our daughters, their friends, everybody knows that this is a possibility for us. And lastly, I'd like to ask our podcast guests to offer a piece of advice to other women in the industry who are eager to learn and grow in their respective careers. I know you talked about attending conferences and listening to podcasts, but what other pieces of advice can you give to women in new home sales and beyond to leave a mark on the industry as you have? What skills, resources, or practices have you leaned on to get to this point? Okay, so I have two pieces of advice to give to somebody. Number one is don't sell yourself short. Like as females, a lot of times <clears throat> we, we doubt ourselves and we're, am I qualified for this? Or, you know, who am I to, to be doing that? Or I, I don't feel comfortable speaking. Um, in front of audience, guys don't seem to have that problem, right? Guys are just like, yeah, sure, I, I can do this job. So I would say confidence is 
the best accessory that you can wear is your confidence. And I know it doesn't come natural to some people, especially when you're starting your career at first, we can be timid, we're not so sure of ourselves, but the more you do, the more confident you become. And that's the key is doing. Don't sit on the sidelines, put yourself out there. Yeah, it's gonna be scary, and you're probably going to suck at it the first time around, but that's okay. The more you do, the more confident you become, and the more confident you become, the you're going to be willing to take on the bigger roles, bigger responsibilities, bigger challenges. So that's that's one. And the second one is you'll never regret investing in relationships. Um, that is something that has carried me through since the beginning of my career in home building. I have a couple of people that are like my rocks. One of them is Kimberly Mackey. The other one is Quint Lears. Those two have cheered me on, have been by my side from very early in my career. And the days that I felt like giving up, they would always push me. They would lift me up. I would call them. Even if I didn't have to say what was going on, they could hear it in my voice. And it's just sometimes talking to somebody would be so helpful. And, you know, when I go to these conferences, when I travel, uh, I, I sat next to somebody one time and, um, and she said, well, I'm not going to go and talk to this person because they're not really like, there's no potential for me to, to, to get them to become my client. And I was like, mm, that's just such a wrong approach. Like, you, you know, I don't care if you're my client, you're not my client. There's no potential for us to be a, a client. You're my competitor. You're another vendor. I want to get to know you. I want to talk to you. I want to hear your story. Uh, because at the end of the day, it is all about relationships. Uh, so many opportunities, so many doors were open to me in this industry because of somebody I knew. Somebody I knew, somebody I've established relationship with, and now you know we're looking out for each other. So now if there's an opportunity, if I'm presenting at International Builder Show and I need a co-presenter, hey, who am I going to call? It's going to be somebody that I've established relationship with. So be open to relationships when you go out to conferences. Don't don't just sit there. I know again, it's it's sometimes hard and it's intimidating, but make it your mission to get to know as many people as you can and really build those meaningful relationships. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today, Anya, and for sharing all of your insights with our listeners. Thank you so much.